Today we discuss the world's biggest liar. Have I got your attention? Well, stay with us on the International Gospel Hour broadcast, and let's go to battle. Coming up shortly. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Greetings to all of you, and so good to have you with us once again for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. On the air or online since 1934, we are blessed to bring forth the riches of God's grace through His beloved Word. We appreciate our new listeners, and if you're new to our broadcast, we spend time in a study of God's Word. You will hear our announcer, Jay Webb, who will talk about some other things that we offer throughout our broadcast, things that are absolutely free for you and your study of the Word of God. We're honored you've joined us, and let's begin. We are always blessed for our listeners who pursue the things that be of God to seek for truth, and to know said truth, as noted from John eight thirty one and 32. When Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. May we seek God through our study today as we pursue the truth. In 40 years of preaching and accumulating a wealth of material, I'm downsizing my library and sharing material with others. Among that material are several periodicals. Among them, the Gospel Gleaner, which is now currently edited by Andrew Irwin out of Fayetteville, Tennessee. Today's broadcast comes from the Gospel Gleaner. We're going back a few years, July, September, 1999, and this is written by Mike Kaiser. Mike is the longtime evangelist for the Sylacauga, Alabama Church of Christ, and it is titled, The World's Biggest Liar. As I was going through this material, I found this outline quite worthy, and I am blessed to share it today. But before we begin our study, and speaking of the Gospel Gleaner, might I defer to our Jay Webb. We at International Gospel Hour are honored to offer The Gospel Gleaner, a free publication. For over 30 years, The Gospel Gleaner has presented sound biblical studies, published quarterly four times a year. Again, subscriptions are always free. Just go to gospelgleaner.com and sign up for either the mail or email version. Be sure to post in the comments blank you heard it from the International Gospel Hour. Now, let's continue our studies. The World's Biggest Liar Unto the Pharisaic Jews in John eight forty two through 44 Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You know, when you mention the world's biggest liar, you might be thinking of someone you know who deserves the title, your ex-boyfriend, father-in-law, boss. But Jesus gave the definition to the devil and gave this distinction to him. What are some big lies the devil is now telling folks? How about this first one? There is no devil. He would like to fool folks about his existence. Many believe him and poke fun at those who say he is real. A famous preacher gave two reasons for believing the devil is real. The Bible says so, and the second, he had done business with him. There are multiple passages of Scripture that tell us he is real. From the Old Testament in Genesis 3, verses 1 through 15, of how through the serpent that Satan came unto Eve and deceived her and Adam, where sin entered the garden and sin entered the world. We go to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, where Jesus engaged the, the devil as the devil tempted him on three different occasions, and how Jesus withstood the devil's temptations. If the devil would tempt the Christ, he would not have any problem tempting us. In Ephesians 4 and verse 27, the Bible simply tells us to give no place to the devil. In Ephesians 6 and verse 11, we are to stand against the wiles or the deceitful ways of the devil. The devil and his snares that he places before us are noted from 2 Timothy 2 verse 26. And 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, he is depicted as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Such great assurance to grasp as in James 4 and verse 7 when the Bible tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And Hebrews 2 and verse 14, that inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Yes, dear friends, the devil is real. He is influencing this world, but make no mistake, Christ is greater. The world's biggest liar will say, the Bible is not the word of God. Doubt was the first seed sown by the devil in Genesis 3 and verse 1. And if people really believed it was the word of God, then we would hear it read in the classroom at a public school, hear it read in the lawyer's offices around the land, hear it read at home among and about the family circle. Make no doubt that the Bible is the Word of God. In Mark thirteen thirty one, Jesus tells us that heaven and earth shall pass away, but His Word will not pass away. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same will judge him in the last day. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, Second Peter 1, verse 21. So therefore the scriptures that are before us, as affirmed in Second Timothy three sixteen and 17, the scriptures are inspired of God, they are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Here's a third lie from the world's biggest liar. You are not so bad after all. The devil wants you to think you are a good person, and so you will trust your moral goodness to save you. This he causes folks 
to trust in themselves and not in Jesus. And the Bible lays the charge of sin at everyone's doorstep. From Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In Jeremiah 17:9, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In Romans 3, verses 9 through 23, None is righteous, no, not one. We also read that there are those with no fear of God, and how all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The context of Romans 3, 9 through 23 reminds us that we need Jesus Christ in our lives. Again, friends, we trust not in ourselves, but in Christ Jesus. And through, for our, rather, friends, let me back up just a little bit here. Let's try this again. We trust not in ourselves, but in Christ for our redemption. As we return to Romans chapter 3, we note in verse 22, Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. Here's a fourth lie that the world's biggest liar Satan brings forth. God is too good to send anyone to hell. Again, a lie that multitudes of people believe. That lie would keep people from repenting. For in Acts 17 and verse 30, the Bible says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. The Bible declares there is a hell, and that many are going there for eternity. We note this from the words hell fire in Matthew 5, 22 and verse 29. It's further described in Mark 9, verses 43, 45, and 47, where the worm dies not, and the fire is not quenched. The rich man and Lazarus, and the torments therein, and the second death, we note this respectively from Luke 16, 19 through 31, and Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15, and 21, and verse 8. Dear friends, God desires no one to be lost. That's 2 Peter 3, 9. But one must respond to Christ and obey His will. Let's pause from our study for just a moment, return to our J-Web with some other information of study material that awaits you from International Gospel Hour. Friends, you've listened to us over the air and online for years. And now you can see the International Gospel Hour program on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and put International Gospel Hour in the search engine, and it will take you there. Please subscribe and click on the bell. You'll be notified each time a program is uploaded. It's free. Subscribe on YouTube today. And now, friends, let's look at a fifth lie that the devil brings forth. The world's biggest liar will say, You won't be able to hold out as a Christian. And that excuse is used often for not obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. The devil is saying you could not repent if you even wanted to. He would make you the chief of sinners. But you see, our trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are going to hold on to Him. Jesus said in John ten twenty seven through 29, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, 
and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. In Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can also trust that beautiful text of Philippians 4.13, when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Within that context of Philippians 4, we see of all the things that God provides, and we can be strengthened through Jesus Christ, who provides all things. So when Satan says you won't be able to hold out as a Christian, that is another lie that he has fabricated to deceive so many. Here is a sixth lie from the world's biggest liar. There is too much to give up to be a Christian. Satan knows there is a cost to be counted and a price to be paid to follow the Lord. In Matthew 6 and verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And when we note this, hear how he emphasizes the good times that you are having now, and how dull and bored you are going to be. But you know, dear friends, think of what we will have because we are saved. In Romans 6 and verse 23, we understand that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you and I see a gift that is given, that's a beautiful thing. And to know that gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ, to be able to live forever with Him, and to have those riches and those blessings. How about in Matthew six nineteen and 20? We'll back up just a little bit from Matthew six twenty four, to where we find to put our treasures on, or our treasures rather in heaven and not on earth. You see, moth and rust will corrupt the treasures on earth. Thieves will break through and steal it, and we lose it. But when we lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, that's where moth and rust do not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What a beautiful thought. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 reminds us of those exceeding great and precious promises of which we can partake as Christians. So look at what all we will have because we are saved. I take us to 1 Timothy 6, verses 17 through 19, when Paul told Timothy to command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. 
So when Satan says there is too much to give up to be a Christian, that is the world's biggest liar coming forth with another lie. Nothing could be further from the truth, because we see there is much more to be gained. Here is the seventh lie of many that the world's biggest liar will bring forth. You have plenty of time to get saved. You know, this is perhaps one of Satan's most successful lies. Many who agree with everything we have said to this point are listening to this one, the biggest lie of all. Dear friends, you may agree with everything we have said and see what Satan is saying, but if you have not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, he's deceiving you that you have plenty of time. Of people that I have had through the years say to me, Brother Jeff, I know I know what I need to do, and I need to do it. I know I need to do it. Well, if you know you need to do something that is right, then why not do it? We would not do that in any other avenue of life. No, friends, the bottom line is Satan and his lies are deceiving. You know, when we think about this matter, you know, friends, we may not have as much time as we think we have. You know, Proverbs 27 and verse 1 tells us to boast not of the morrow, that we know not what a day may bring forth. We don't know what will be on the morrow. Is that not what James said in James 4 and verse 14, of how he spoke that uh, we are, our lives rather, about vapors or a mist here for a little while and then vanishes away? When you look at the years and years and the thousands of years that we have been in existence, and when you take a look at eternity, folks, 85 to 90 years may look like a long life on this earth, even a 100, but it's short compared to eternity. You know, it is tragic in Acts 24 and verse 25 where Felix refused to obey the gospel of Christ. The Bible says he continued to call for Paul and communed often with him. But the Scriptures do not affirm that Felix ever obeyed the gospel. As a matter of fact, history in his life affirmed that he did not. How tragic. When he looked and realized what he needed to do, and Paul even said as much to him. That's why Paul would come back in Second Corinthians 6 and verse 2 and remind those Christians there of a very simple teaching. Now is the appointed time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It is nothing that we wish to decline, nothing that we want to turn away and say we do not want to obey the gospel or we have plenty of time to get saved. I I, I can do that tomorrow. Let me get a few things straightened out and then I can do that. Well, dear friends, why not allow the Lord to help you straighten those things out as a Christian where you have that strength and have the things that are provided to you that we mentioned moments ago to be putting treasure in the right places, Matthew six nineteen and 20, in heaven, and to partake of those exceeding great and precious promises that we noted of in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. Dear friends, we need to think on these matters, because now is the appropriate time, and now is the day of salvation. A person needs not to delay their belief in God. If they believe in God, then they have accomplished the first step. Again, we note from Hebrews 11 and verse 6, Without faith it is impossible to please Him. He that comes to God must believe that He is, 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But when I believe in God, then I am going to believe in his word and what it instructs. When I see that word repentance, that tells me that through my faith I must repent of my sins. Jesus commanded that in Luke 13, 3 and 5. He said that it would be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem, Matthew, or rather Luke 24, 44 through 47. And sure enough, on the day of Pentecost, the day on which Pentecost met and the location Jerusalem, when they asked men and brethren, what shall we do in Acts 2.37? The first word out of Peter's mouth was, repent, Acts 2.38. Paul preached repentance in Acts 17.30 and 31. As we noted earlier, in the times of this, of these times rather of ignorance, God used to wink at them, but now commands men everywhere, commands to repent. And how we note that he does not desire any to be lost, but that all should come to repentance, Second Peter 3 and verse 9. One confesses Christ, the command of Christ in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, and the confession that he is the Christ, the Son of God, that God reveals unto man through his word. In Matthew sixteen sixteen, Peter made that confession, that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. The eunuch made that confession of faith in Acts 8 and verse 37. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2.11. And then, yes, friends, we are baptized into Christ. Did you know that when we study baptism in the Scripture, no one delayed that for another day? This very hour, that same day, that same evening, we find those phrases attributed to baptism. Just as sure as belief, repentance, and confession was done when one needed to do so, They were not going to put off baptism. They were baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins, Acts 2, verse 38. We learn from Acts 22, verse 16, that when we're baptized, our sins are washed away. Even Peter affirmed in 1 Peter 3, 21, The like figure whereunto baptism doth now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We understand that through the resurrection of Christ, we learn of baptism, Romans 6, 3 through 6. That as Christ died, was buried, and resurrected, one is dead in sin, buried in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Again, Romans 6, 3 through 6. When we do this, friends, we are added to the church that we read of in the New Testament. We're added to the church, nothing more, nothing less. We're not added to a denominational body, nor are we voted in. But we are added to the church, Acts 2, verse 47. We begin a faithful walk for God, not listening to the lies of Satan that deceive us and take us away. Dear friends, maybe we have given you much to think on this day. We always love to offer our studies by mail or online, but here is our J-Web with our by mail Bible study that we think you will find of great interest. Listen to our J-Web And I'll come back and conclude our broadcast. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. 
You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. Dear friends, the Bible is very clear about where all liars are going to spend their eternity. In fire, with all liars, Revelation 21 in verse 8, and that also includes the devil, who is the father of all lies, John 8:44. He will be there in eternity, in hell, Revelation 20 and verse 10. Those that follow the devil's lies will also be there as well, Matthew 25, verse 41. Dear friends, which one of the devil's famous lies is ringing in your ears right now? Please walk away from that lie as we have talked about how to do so by obeying the gospel of Christ. When one obeys the gospel, they become a servant of righteousness, Romans six sixteen through 18 And make no mistake about it, friends, judgment begins at the house of God, 1 Peter four seventeen and 18. Those of us who are Christians need to think on these things and make certain that Satan is not deceiving us. The lies that we mention today to where Satan would say there is no devil, but there is. The Bible is not the word of God, but it is. When he says you are not so bad after all, he puts that dependence upon us, takes us away from Christ. Then he says God is too good to send anyone to hell, but we also understand that if we fail to obey God, what other choice is there? You won't be able to hold out as a Christian. Well, there are millions that do so to this day. There is too much to give up to be a Christian. Oh, but friends, we've seen what much more we will get in return. And never be deceived that you have plenty of time to get saved. For again, friends, we know not what is on the morrow. Proverbs 27.1 and James 4, verse 14. Let's think on these things, friends, pursue our studies, and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let's continue our studies together at another time. Thanks for joining me on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.